And ladies and gentlemen, or men and women, I just want to bring to your attention, first and foremost, that um, back in 2016, or approximately five years ago, uh, in this country, which is South Africa, the people who were employed then, or people who had work then, uh, amounted to about 73% of the working uh, adults or adults of the working age, meaning unemployment was 27%. Hallelujah. Yeah. Nobody can really say hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> it's just for punctuation, this hallelujah. Amen. But yes, unemployment was sitting at uh, 27%. As we speak today, adults of the working age who have work, who are employed or who are running businesses, in other words, those who are active economically, they sit at 66%, uh, meaning just over 34% of our people in this nation remain unemployed. In other words, they are not working. Amen. Hallelujah. Our people are not working. Only 66% of us have work. Are you still with me? And what makes matters worse for us is that our youth, a significant proportion of them, don't have work at all. And most people actually have given up all hope to work. In fact, the statistics or the numbers that I'm giving you, they say if we're to add those who are no longer even looking for work, the number gets to 44% of unemployment. These are not good numbers. So today I have a message for those who have work, those who are employed, those who have businesses, those who are running multiple businesses. I have a message for you. But also I have a message for those who are not employed those who don't have businesses, and those who have given up at looking for work. And I also have a message for our youth with respect to this uh, issue or the subject of work. In other words, I just want to encourage those who are in the house of God to be part of the solution that we are facing as a nation and as a country. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Because if we leave these things unattended and we leave these issues to be resolved by those who are in the public eye or those who are serving in government or what we call the mega churches, the situation will remain the same. Nothing much will change. It is our responsibility all of us to play our part in society. It is our role as men and women of God, and that is you, to play your part in this country. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You don't need a title to bring about change, but you need to be related to God. That's all you need. The qualification, you need to be one with God. And may God richly, richly bless you as we Listen to this message here today. Hallelujah. Amen. Why this is important before I get to the scripture for the day? This is important because 
society that is characterized by high numbers of unemployed people, it is also characterized by evil. It is characterized by crime. It is char characterized by kids and children who don't have opportunities to education, healthcare, food. So this is a very big problem, actually, that we can't just turn a blind eye as a church. Regardless of our si uh, size, yeah. we have to talk about these things. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you still with me? But not only that, when unemployment or when there are no work opportunities, mental health issues tend to increase. They tend to go high. Hallelujah. Yeah. And what happens then, our health system gets to have an overburden of cases yeah. of people who are looking for help with these things. So in other words, all kinds of problems start to be there. And the other one that is very uh, critical or very important to note, it is that when we have a situation like this, inequality rises. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. We end up having more don't-haves and more don't-haves. Uh, and it's, there's a lot of inequality. And you know, if there's a lot of inequality, there'll be instability in the nation. And as you have already seen, that's what's happening around us. And I thought, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit this morning, that I should talk about developing a godly attitude towards work. So that's the subject of today, developing a godly attitude towards work. Hallelujah. Whether you are employed or unemployed, whether you are an employer or an employee, yeah. we all need to develop a godly attitude towards work. Are you still with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because when we don't have a godly attitude towards work, the numbers will keep on increasing. It won't look good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Yeah. What pleases me this morning is the fact that the church of Jesus Christ holds the answers to the problems of society. We have the solutions to the problems of society. If we as Believers Bible Church were to do our part in our corner here, already we'll make a significant contribution to the nation, even though we'll never get credit. And if other churches were to do their part, I can tell you now, we'll make a big change in this nation. Hallelujah. Amen. Without the titles, of course, by just being godly people who have a godly attitude towards work. Amen. Are you with me? In other words, God wants all of us to work. The Bible says a man or a woman who does not work must not eat. It means it is the desire of God that every single person of a working age, must work. If they don't work, must not eat. And the fact that we are not working, there is something in society. If it is the desire, if it is the dispositional will of God that we should work, it means God can make a way that we all should work. Why will God expect us to work and then there are no opportunities? It means our fallen system is not doing things right, and the church must come yeah. and fix things Amen. so that everybody must work. The Bible says, he who used to steal 
when he's born again, must stop stealing and work with his hands. It never said he must come for a prayer of breakthrough. It says he must stop stealing, work with his hands. So in other words, we all need to develop a godly attitude towards work. You might be an employer or you might be an employee. But at the end of the day, we are all required to have this godly attitude towards work, uh, towards work because God expects all of us to work. Amen. Amen. So it's a godly thing. Let's give a lot of hand and praise right there. Amen. Mm, that's what, right? You want to know the will of God. This is the will of God. The will of God is that every man and woman must work. Whether employed or employer, but you should be working. That is the will of God. You now know. I get it. Amen. Good. It, it does not say what kind of work you should be working. Amen. But we can't answer this if we don't know who we are. That is why I want to draw your attention to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want to lay the foundation from there and build slowly. I won't finish today and I will discipline myself to finish at um, 11. We will continue next week. Hallelujah. I don't want to rush this one because the intention is not to hype you up, but it's to inspire you so that you can be a significant member of society. God has placed us in this nation for a reason as believers. And it's time that we rise and do our part. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. I want us to read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make men in our image. According to our likeness, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Let's pray. Father, in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we are here gathered as your children to hear your heart, to hear your will, your desire and your purpose for us as your people. Father, we thank you that this words are inspired by you and you are going to challenge men and women to rise up and take up their rightful position in their community in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we also pray as we preach this word, as we teach this word, bring about a change and a breakthrough in the lives of those who are seeking a breakthrough along this subject matter. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you. Let's give him a hand and praise. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let's give him a hand and praise again. Amen. 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 I think it's a necessary subject. It is a necessary teaching in the church. It is not necessarily what is popular, but it is what will change your life. In other words, it will bring progress in your life. Hallelujah. Just be patient as I build my case. And as we continue next week, I therefore invite you to be here next week for the deeper teaching of this. Hallelujah. By the time I'm done with this, 
every man and women in this house, in this church, should have work or should be running a business in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I will do my part and the Holy Spirit will do his part. Hallelujah. This is the intention of the message. Is to so that we make sure every man and women get to be active members of society. This is just not another message just to keep you coming to church. No, it's to bring about progress in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and hallelujah. Amen. So my managers in the house, this is your message. My entrepreneurs in the house, this is your message. And the hustlers, this is your message. And employees, this is yours. And God bless you as he speaks to all of us. We have a part. Mm, mm, thank you, thank you. Amen. So I read Genesis 1, verse 26. My attention for you really is at the line that says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. If we are going to know who we are, this is a starting point. We were created in the image and in the likeness of God. But you need to understand we are not God. We are created to be similar to God, but we are not God. Who are we? We are created to be similar to God, but we are not God. Amen. Are we, are we still together? Why am I saying that we are similar to God? Because the Bible says in the book of John that God is spirit. We are also spirit, isn't it? And we live in a body and we possess a soul. So we are spiritual beings. So we are similar to God in a sense of the fact that we are going to have eternal life, or rather, we have eternal life. The difference is, if you are not saved or born again, your eternal life might be spent in hell. But if you are born again and saved, your eternal life will be spent with God in his new kingdom. Are you still with me? So, but human beings are spirit beings. So we have the spirit similar to God's spirit, but we are not God. Very, very important for my teaching. It's very critical information. Hallelujah. So we do have eternal life. So we must also be concerned about things that will outlive us on this earth. Amen and glory to Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 18. Just quickly, amen. This is a bonus verse for you. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, verse 18, it says, With whom will you compare God? What likeness will you set up for comparison with him? Nothing, of course. None of us can be likened to God, despite the fact we are created in his likeness and his image. There is a discrepancy between who God is and who we are. And because of the fall of men in the book of Genesis, the discrepancy has been even enlarged. And I'm here to draw your attention that we can still look at God to know who we are. 
But not only that, we can still look at God to understand a godly attitude towards work. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. Let's give a lot of hand and praise right there. Amen. So we can look at God with our limited understanding. We will never fully comprehend God. We will never fully know God. We will know in part. But even though we have limitations, we can still look in the Bible and find clues regarding this issue of work. And the little that we get from the Bible is sufficient to make us more than conquerors in our generation. We have been made victorious by him because we are created to be just like him, not at the same level as him, but in a similar manner. So we can look at God, whatever we find, we can apply in our lives, and we should have similar results as God. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Therefore, a point for you, a godly attitude towards work starts with God, not us. If you are going to understand yourself, you need to look at God. If you are going to understand a godly attitude towards work, you look at God again. So a godly, rather developing a godly attitude towards work, we start with God. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Why am I saying this? Because work has been originated by God, or, go, or, or work originates from God. Amen. The source of all work is God. Without God, there is no work, because everything that there is comes from God. So the mistake that society is doing has replaced God in the equation. Hence, we are failing to deal with the issues of work in society. So, but when we understand that the source of all work is God, then we are on the right track. We are on the right path. We know that we have the solutions because God is the originator of work. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are created in the image and the likeness of the originator of work. Did I just say that right? Should I repeat? We are created in the image and in the likeness of the originator of work. We are created in the image and in the likeness of the source of work. No, no, miss call. Let, let me repeat. I am saying me and you, we are created in the image and in the likeness of the source of all work. Can somebody just hear what we are saying? We are saying the church, the body of Christ, Christianity, it is at the core of the source of work. I wish I could go to another church where they'll hear what God is saying. We are saying work should come out of here. It is a shameful thing. Listen to this. It is a shameful thing. For society and politicians to see church as useless. It hit me very hard last year when they did this lockdown. And they said the church is not an essential service. It hit me hard. And I said, why is it like this, Lord? Aren't we supposed to be at the forefront of essential service? 
You know why we are not regarded as essential service? Because we have become a bunch of greedy people who want to accumulate material things without solving the issues in society. You'll only be regarded as essential when you are solving issues in society, not raising greedy, capitalistic human beings. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. People who never get satisfied. People who just want to accumulate more and more for selfish reasons. That's not what we are called for as Christians. But we are a source of the solutions that society needs. And I said, Lord, send me together with any other people that you have already sent out there to do our part in being essential people in society. Amen. Nothing should be started or done in any nation without the consultation of the church. It should not be like that. That narrative should be changing. That narrative should change. Hallelujah. They should be asking us, what do we do? We need people employed. What has the Lord said? We will tell them that it is the desire of God that every man and woman should work. We need the favor of God in the nation to generate work. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number one this morning. Number one. God is a creator. Let's look at God. He's a creator. When you take your Bible, you go to the first verse of the Bible. In the first chapter of the Bible, what do you find? The following words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The word or the key word is created. God is introduced to us as a creator. God is a creator. Are you still with me? So the, verse, the first verse in the Bible does not introduce God as anything but the creator. That he is the creator of all things. So as point number one for you today, that God created everything. Amen. He created the heavens and the earth. He created light. He created darkness. He separated darkness from light. He created the water. He created the rocks, the soil, everything. In fact, the Bible says, who can number the grains of the minerals in the soil? Nobody but God himself, because he is the creator of all things. He's the one who created all these things that we see. He is the creator. But the most important thing that you need to understand when you read chapter 1 of the Bible, God spent a full six days working. The Bible introduces God as a worker, first and foremost. It introduces him as what? A creator, a worker. Now, if we are going to fully understand who we are, we have to understand we are creators, we are workers. Hallelujah. Not consumers. Developing a godly attitude towards work. If your attitude towards work is going to change, you have to already start to embrace the teaching that we are supposed to be creators and workers just like the one who created us. 
if you are going to be known for anything, it should be being people who are creatives. People who are workers. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Is it making sense to you, Bazalwan? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Number two. God is very good at his work. The work of God is good. So he is not just a creator, a worker, but the work that God does is very good. Where do we find that? Should we give you a verse quickly? I'll be done now just before 11. I don't want to, to waste your time today. I don't have the verse here, but I'll quote it for you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 25. It says, after he had done everything, he paused, he looked, and he realized what he did is, was good. But now, listen to the progression. It says, go verse 31. The, pro, the, the progression to this. Verse 31. It reads as follows. God saw all that he made, not some, that all that he made, right? And it was very good indeed. Evening came, then the morning, then the sixth day. The point is, after you have worked, you look at what you have done. It must be very good. We are coming to this. We are coming back to this. We are coming to this. Number three. Looking at God, right, so that we understand who we are, right? We are created in his image and in his likeness. Already you are getting the point. Everything we do must be very good, must be exceptional. Three. God worked for six days and rested one. Let's read Genesis chapter 2. We are developing a godly attitude towards work. Amen. 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 Developing, it's going to be progressive. Yeah. And we are going to deal with issues that we are taught for many years that we'll have to uproot so that we can become a godly society that God wants. Amen. Genesis 2, verse 2. On the seventh day, God had completed his work. That he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Verse 3. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all his work of creation. Amen? Amen. Now, if God took rest from work, it means those who are already working and are doing very good, you deserve to take a break. Hallelujah. Let's give a lot of hand and praise. Amen. Amen. This is what I'm trying to teach you, Bazalwani. We have to fix our eyes unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Right? God said, let us make, but the us it's in plural form. The name of God, right, is Elohim in the Hebrew. And Elohim, it is in the plural. Meaning God the Father, 
God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Christ resides in us. And God the Holy Spirit is in us, empowering us. We have been created to function and to do good works in Christ, the Bible says. Now, this is what I want to say to you, Wanagohai, or Wanamudimu, if you want. That God has created you to be a creative. In other words, one way or the other, you have to be a creative. What do I mean by that? You are either going to be active for the rest of your life, creating work opportunities for others. Or you are going to be active for the rest of your life, working in the work opportunities that have been created for you in your generation. In other words, all of us, with no exception, we should be participating in this subject of being creatives and workers in the kingdom of God. Now, when a nation is having high numbers of unemployment, it is the message to the church that the church is passive, that those who are instructed and trusted by God to be the generators of work opportunities are sitting passive, are not doing anything. All they want to do is to preach. All they want to do is to sing. All they want to do is to show off. And I'm saying in the name of Jesus, that must come to an end. The Bible says we must make disciples of all people. Making disciples of all people, it means we have to disciple you and to show you that a man must work with his hands, that a woman must work with his hands, that a man must use his brains. Your brains are not there for decoration or for show, but your brains are there to be utilized for the benefit of your generation. But we are living in a generation where nobody wants to use their brains anymore. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? We're just having a bunch of people who are just transferring money from one account to another. Who are just transferring resources from one hand to the other, but nobody is creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to preach this now. If the Spirit of God is in us, the same Spirit that was there during creation, when you read, read verse 2, it says now, the earth was formless. But the Spirit of God was hovering upon the surface of the waters. That very same power of God that was there in creation. The Bible says He is now in us. Hallelujah. So we as a church, we still carry the power of God. And we have now to function as the people God has called us to be. And be powerful creators. Amen. Are you still with me? This is what I'm trying to say to you. We can be a church that is not producing entrepreneurs. We can be. We can be a church that is not producing leaders to be out there. Why I'm telling you this? 
Entrepreneurs who are having a godly attitude towards work won't be those who are just transferring resources from one person to the other, but there will be those who create new resources. Remember, work has to do with creation. It has to do with doing certain things. Hallelujah. I mean, it takes no intelligence to take this glass of water and put a sticker there and you say you just created something you didn't. Because the same number of people who are employed are still the same number. Nothing has changed. Until you bring new resources. Until you bring new means of doing things in society. But that responsibility rests with the church. Rests with the believers. Because as long as we have the mind of God, as long as we have the wisdom of God, we are able to bring things that this society has never seen. We are able to do exploits in our generation. The Bible says those who know their God will do great things. Those who know their God will do exploits in their generation. And that is who we are. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? And I'm praying and I'm trusting God that from this group and other people who are listening, that you will become new generators of work for your generation. The church can't be saying what the country can do for us. We should be saying this is what we are doing for our country. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Do you understand, Bazalwane? So that's what God wants from us. As a church, are you still with me? And he has given us the authority and the power to function in this space. Therefore, if you are a member of this church and you consider yourself a disciple, and I am the one discipling you, you should not be unemployed. You should be employed. This is what I'm going to speak over your life. I speak the favor of God. You can raise your hand now. I speak the favor of God upon you. May work opportunities be presented to you in the form of employment or being an employer. May God open the doors for you so that you can become everything he has called you to be. Because that's who we are. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand and praise. Hallelujah. Because it is the desire of God that we, we work. And I'm discipling you here. What are you doing Monday to Friday? If you're not working. You tell us. You have to. Change. Your attitude. Towards work. And start to realize. You have to work. You are going to fold your sleeves. And do your best. Are you still with me? You are going to stretch your mind and do your best. Power has been released upon you that you are able to do this. You are able to do it. If you have been employing five people, may you employ more now in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are supposed to be generators. As I've said previously, the reason why God has given you the opportunities to run business is so that you can employ people in your generation. It was not for you to show off, but it was for you to be a creator of employment so that there can be a testimony to those in the world 
Amen. Amen. That God indeed exists. These are the miracles we are looking for today. These are the miracles we are looking for in 2021. Hallelujah. People who will generate work. People who will grab work opportunities. And work not as if they are working for men, but work as if they are working for God. Why am I saying that? Because when God had finished doing what he did, he looked at it and he saw that it was good. Now, if you are going to have a godly attitude towards work, stop being a man pleaser. Don't work to please your boss because the standard is too low. Your threshold is too low. But if you are going to work like a child of God with a godly attitude, you are going to raise your bar and say, I am not working for men. What I am doing, I'm doing it for my God in my, in my generation. I am raising my bar because I want to honor God with the works of my hands. Because this is what I'm trying to say. When they look at my work in the 10th grade, there won't be any typos. It will be accurate. When they look at my spreadsheets, there won't be discrepancies in my numbers. They will be accurate. We are looking for such workers. Hallelujah. If you are a tailor and you are tailoring stuff, your things don't just sit anyhow, but they sit properly because you are not working for men, but you are working for the glory of God. And I am praying and trusting God that we are raising a generation of people who are saying, I am raising the bar. My standard is God. I want when God looks at what I have done, he should say, I am proud with you, faithful servant. Well done. And that's what I'm calling you to today. Develop a godly attitude towards work. You are not working for your family, for your information. You are not working for yourself, for your information. Let me tell you, you are not even working for this country or anyone for that matter. You are working for God himself. Does not matter what you do. What you are doing is supposed to be unto God. This brings us to the following point. If what you are doing is not godly, you have to stop it immediately. Because you can't be working for God and doing ungodly things. Already you know, if whatever you're doing is godly, stay there. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. It means members of this church don't pay bribes. Let's give the Lord a hand and praise. Members of this church don't steal from their employers. Yeah, let me, let me talk to you now. Let me talk to you now. Now we are working from home. You know that. When you take a holiday while you are working at home, all right, you put it in there as a leave. You don't steal days from your employer. Let's repeat that. You don't steal from your employer. If you didn't work for the day, you are going to put it down as a leave. If you are discipled by me, because I am not discipling a bunch of thieves, but I'm discipling godly people who have a godly attitude towards work. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is what we are saying, Bazalwane. This is what we are saying. This is what we are saying. After 
you have worked. Don't forget, you need rest. People who are working unto the Lord, they work extremely hard. They exhaust themselves and everybody around them. And it's only fair to look unto God. If God, in his supremacy and sovereignty, saw it fit to take a day off, who are you? Not to take rest. Remember the Sabbath. Six days. Godly attitude towards work. If you don't have a godly attitude towards work, you do seven, seven all the time. That's not godly. It's ungodly. Yeah, I need to talk to you. It's ungodly. Employers, it's also ungodly to make people to slave nonstop. They need their time to recharge. Because we are learning from God. We are learning from God. On the first chapter of the Bible, it shows us that God rested. Amen. Are you still with me? So everybody here who's been discipled by me and those who are listening there get to learn that you need to take your day off. Amen. Don't just bank your day so that you can sell them. Sometimes use them and rest. Glory to Jesus. You will never do amazing things for God if you are tired. In the presence of God, sweat is not required. Let me repeat that. In the presence of God, sweat is not required. Rest is necessary so that you don't sweat when you are working. You rest. Critical and very important. Hence, the Sunday for us is our Sabbath day. We rest from all our work. Monday to Saturday, we work like slaves. The slaves of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Not working unto men. Glory to Jesus. I learned the hard way, what I'm just teaching you, by the way. I was teaching the Bible class yesterday there. Literally, my body could not take it anymore. I'm tired. And I left home and went to rest. I say, Samunia Sunday, Jaipon. Because you have to rest. Because since we started this church, I've been toiling nonstop. Sometimes I'll be doing work, doing my studies, and doing this church nonstop. Like, but God has showed me that I need to rest. And He says, I must teach you, you need to rest. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yes, even ministries work. Yes. Hallelujah. I preach like a dying man to dying people. That's you. Because I don't know if you have your tomorrow. I must give you the best I have today. I don't reserve my best sermons for next week. I give you the best one today. Therefore, next week I bring another best one. But for me to be at my best, I must also be rested. And I thank Mamurudi. I think leave some of the ladies here. But no, you must take time off. Monday, relax. Stop stressing. And I've done that. You just relax. So what I'm trying to teach you here, after you've worked very hard, learn to rest. God rested. So in conclusion, write it down, this one. Don't forget it. Write it down. You are responsible for a godly 
attitude towards work. That's your responsibility. Yes, sir. Not the pastors, not God's. Yeah. It's your responsibility. I get to me. It's your responsibility. And the boss said, how are you, man? Praise God. <laughs> Let's give the Lord a hand and praise for that. Amen. Amen. You are in trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. Amen. Do you want to know what is God's responsibility in this whole thing? While it's your responsibility to develop a godly attitude towards work, I think you need to stand up for this one. It's simple, basic, but it will revolutionize your life. It's what you know. This is what I'm saying to you. God is responsible for blessing the works of your hands. Okay, Yurinia, let's, let's repeat this. Let's repeat this. Let's repeat this slowly. It is your responsibility to develop a godly attitude towards work. It is the responsibility of God to bless the works of Now, now let's take it a little bit higher. It is the prerogative of God and the responsibility of God. It remains in the domain of God to favor your way. In other words, after you have worked very hard, you need favor. It is not your job. It is not your responsibility. That is the domain of God to favor your business, to favor what you're doing at work. It, in other words, the promotion will come from God. But when us how is to have a godly attitude, leave the rest in the hands of God. You see, the bonuses, they come from God. The financial increase come from God. Are we together? The recognition comes from God. The accolades come from God. It is not your job. Don't go around looking for that. That is not your responsibility. Yours is to be grounded Put your nose into the things you are doing. Focus there. As you are doing that, Jehovah himself will bless what you are doing. Jehovah himself will favor what you are doing. They'll begin to realize the division you are running or, or whatever you are doing. It's so critical in the company and they'll begin to favor you. May the Lord favor you in your company. May your company be favored in this generation in the name of Jesus Christ. On condition, you have a godly attitude towards work. That you are doing all these things for God himself and not yourself. The three points in summary. Be active in creating for the glory of God. Be focused at doing exceptionally well. And don't forget the Sabbath. Work six, rest one.